0: Welcome, everyone, to our worship service at the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for this Sunday, January 16th, 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. We are so glad you have decided to join us for worship this morning. You know, while we are experiencing this Omicron variant surge of COVID-19, we have decided to forego worship in person for these upcoming January Sundays and just provide this live streamed worship service. We'll keep you posted about our hopes to gather again soon as well as our desire to be together with each other's presence throughout the week when we get those opportunities. We're waiting more information and to make a responsible decision in terms of our health safety. We trust though that God's spirit will touch and nurture all of us wherever we are this day as you participate in our worship service. Be blessed and grow. Now here are a few quick reminders of opportunities for ministry that are before us. Today we will have an opportunity to build our fellowship through the virtual coffee hour. Rachel will get it up and going five to ten minutes after worship and uh, you will find how to connect to that opportunity through going to the Friday announcement from the church. There you'll see the Zoom number and the passcode. Our Bible study on Romans, which is uh, Wednesday morning at 1030, is uh, recommencing. Uh, This Wednesday, I'm not able to be there for a uh, district committee on ministry meeting, but the Wednesday after that is when we will be starting and we will be... uh, near the end of chapter one, as we start off on that Wednesday. So read the beginning part of Romans if you want to join with us. And again, through our announcement on Friday, you will see the way to connect. Also, we are participating with uh, the local temple and some other faith communities in sponsoring a virtual forum with the Ventura County District Attorney, Eric Nasarenko. This is Wednesday the 19th at 7 p.m. It's a good opportunity for us to hear how our justice system is working in our county and so I invite you to participate. This is of a concern for all of us as citizens in our county and we invite you to uh, learn more about it. All right then, let's just spend a, a quick couple moments now and listen to our January mission moment.
1: Um, My mom passed away when I was 12 in a car accident and um, my mom was a drug addict and so was my stepdad. So CPS had to come pick us up. It was very scary. Um, I was more um, worried about my brother and sisters, because I had always taken care of them. I was always the one, you know, making dinner and changing. My little sister, she was just turned one. We used to take care of our younger sisters, our two
2: younger sisters. One would go to school and one would stay home with the other other younger sisters. So we would swap back and forth with going to school. At six years old, you know, like five and six years old, you don't really know any better unless your parents are teaching you better, and when your parent is not around, it was, it was rough. I got taken away from my family. I came in at the age of 20, um, but I was a foster youth since the age of nine. Um, I was homeless for about three months, um, and then I got into the program.
0: Moving from foster home to foster home, which was, wasn't really a good thing, I guess constant moving back and forth, you know. Just kind of want to settle down and be myself for a while.
3: I definitely felt alone at the time. I was uh, severely, severely depressed. Um, I had kind of a very delayed response to... um, I had gotten um, molested when I was seven. I was short of not functioning in a sense.
1: I didn't want nobody to get close to me
2: or near me for a long time. (laughs) and then I started letting people in.
1: I built up balls and here, I let them down slowly. I remember
3: just about every staff because of how kind they were and genuinely what they were doing. They, They didn't really have to do what they were doing, but they
0: did.
2: The way that they just loved and cared for me and how much grace they showed me every single day, even in my worst days, have really shaped the woman that I am today. I'm a lot more comfortable myself, a lot more confident. Um, I can talk to anyone again. I had lost that for a bit, but I can. I can do it again. Their words, their words are always in the back of my head. And the moment where I mess up or something, I just hear the voice saying, "Daniel, you got this. Daniel, you could push yourself. You could do a lot of things in life." Casa with my home, with my family.
4: And me coming here tonight made me realize a lot. Like, I you know, like I could do this. And I'm glad I was in Casa Pacifica because it made me the person
1: that I am now.
0: This place is worth it. The kids that come here are worth it. Um, might not mean so at the time, but you'd be surprised at how much you can mean to one of these kids. The hope that you would be giving them without even realizing it, and the hope that they need to push forward in life. Um, so that they don't try to take their own. Um, it gives them a purpose and a reason.
3: My life is, everything is better because of cosmos of God.
0: The
2: love, like the love that they show to us as individuals and just having that comfort in someone that actually really shows that they care about you is, you know, really amazing to have. That's definitely something that I learned here, right? That I don't have to be perfect to still be loved and cared
5: for. Home, family, hope, love, the only family I've had. This is what Casa Pacifica represents to over 44,000 children who have been helped over the past 27 years. With facilities in Camarillo, every four hours they admit a youth into one of their 14 programs and services. One of the programs that helped many of the alumni you just heard from is TYS, Transitional Youth Services. Often young adults who age out of foster care or group homes are left with limited family support, few emotional connections, and minimal financial assistance. TYS helps these vulnerable youth enter and remain in continuing education, enables them to learn how to find a job, and provides them with stable housing. They learn how to contribute in a positive way to their community. Casa Casa Pacifica supports three housing sites for transitional youth. They are in Camarillo, Oxnard, and Ventura these sites can accommodate up to 16 residents. All sites are supervised by providers who are certified by community care licensing. While their shelter needs are being met, Costa Pacifica relies on donors like you and me to fill the gap between what it receives in government funding and the many extras these children need like towels, bath mats, room decor, and so on. We are the families for these children in our community. Do you wanna give them a fighting chance to succeed? Your contribution, no matter how small or how large, will go towards Casa Pacifica's transitional youth services and youth like the alumni you met on the video today. Thank you for your consideration.
0: Thank you, Patricia, and our missions committee, for reminding us of the important work in real people's lives right here in our community that is accomplished through Casa Pacifica, and the help that we can provide to strengthen that work through our generosity here at church. Today we begin a new sermon series on the impact of encountering Christ, how that impact can affect people, affect you and me, and how it has affected other people, some noteworthy people that we are somewhat or very well familiar with. As a tip of the hat for our epiphany season, the series title of the sermons all begin with, aha! Oh, wow, that exclamation we make when we finally understand, we finally catch on to something, when the light breaks through the darkness, when the epiphany happens to us, aha, oh, wow. We hope to bring some epiphanies to you this epiphany season. Today we look at the Apostle Paul and Dorothy Day, an interesting pairing. All right then, let us center ourselves in preparation for worship.
3: Come now to worship the Lord, let us bow before to praise him and adore him. All who gathered in this place have come in faith to seek God's grace. Come now to worship the Lord and praise him.
1: God's holy name by joining together in the call to worship as Pastor Walt and I lead you. In this season of Epiphany, we seek inspiration.
0: As we worship in this new year, let us keep hold of the feelings that Christmas evoked.
1: We look for those "aha" and "oh wow" moments all around.
0: Help us, O oh Lord, to allow Your story to take root in our hearts and become the story we live.
3: Christ, whose glory fills the skies, Christ the true, the only light, Son of righteousness arise, for Shades of night spring from on high Be near Distard in my heart Appear to the
0: Let's pray. Holy God, you have appointed our Lord Jesus Christ as mediator of a new covenant. Give us grace to draw near with fullness of faith and join ourselves in this perpetual covenant with you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Good morning. Now is the time in our worship service where I get to talk to the children of our church. So as you are at home, I invite you to gather around your computer screens, your TV screens, your phones or your tablets so that we can be in conversation together. If you've been listening to the service so far, you've heard us maybe make some peculiar sounds as we go, aha, or oh, wow. Are there times in your life where you go, aha, when you feel like you finally get it, where you feel like something finally connects in a way that makes it make sense? Whether it's how we build our blocks together or how we are able to go across the monkey bars. There's a point where things just finally seem to work And they work better than we ever understood before. Sometimes we get very frustrated before that aha moment comes to being. I got to tell you, when Maya was learning the monkey bars, oh, there were many points where she was angry and frustrated because she couldn't get it. And that day where it all worked out, she had one of those, oh, wow, aha moments that she was just excited beyond belief because it all seemed to work together and be connected. In our faith life, we have moments like that as well. We have times where we finally understand what God's trying to say to us. We finally get what God is inviting us to do and how we're being asked to live in the world. And those are great moments of joy and celebration, or what we like to call in the church, epiphanies. So if you hear us say that from time to time that's what we're we're doing. So, I don't know, I haven't read Pastor Walt's sermon yet. So, if you hear him say epiphany at home at any point, feel free to go aha to your computer screen. I would love to hear stories about that all around. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. And thank you for all of our yesterdays. Thank you for loving us and giving us aha moments. Be with us this week that we might see you. Amen.
3: I cast all my care upon you, I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And any time that I don't know what to do, I will cast all my cares upon you. I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all of my burdens down at your
5: feet.
3: And any time that I don't know what to do, I will cast all my cares upon you.
1: Amen. Let us cast our cares to the Lord as we take this time in prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the fact that your spirit has invited us here and connected us together across space, across time, so that we can be the community that you desire us to be, supporting one another, encouraging one another, inviting one another to grow in our faith as we all have our individual epiphany moments. Gracious Lord, help us to see the ways that you are inviting us into relationship with you, to see when you are asking us to turn around, to make changes, and to live lives transformed by your love, your grace, and your everlasting giving of hope and encouragement encourage us to make the changes that we need so our lives become those lives of disciples that continue to shine your light into a world who so desperately needs to see all of those gifts that you have to offer. Help us to discern your will and to see how we might move forward in the world. As a church community, we have the following prayers on our hearts this day. We lift up prayers for Dick Thomas and Joyce Troop, who have surgeries scheduled this week. We pray that their surgeries go well, are successful, and they enjoy speedy recoveries. Lord, we ask you to bless their doctors and their well-trained hands. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Oh Lord, we lift up prayers for healing for Pastor Walt's hand after surgery, for Warren's health concerns, and for healing for my foot. O Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Mary Nolan, Margie Price, and Esther McLean as they continue to heal and determine the next steps in this faith journey of theirs. O Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Larry Tabo, who is awaiting a bronchoscopy, which was delayed due to the numbers of COVID cases at the hospital. Be with Larry and Roz in the waiting, in the waiting for the procedure, waiting for the answers, and all of those who are in similar situations right now. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for all of those who have contracted COVID recently, including Glenn and Indina Swanson and Mike and Gloria Hilliard. Be with them as they heal from from this new uh, variant of the virus and as they deal with the effects of all of these medical situations. We also pray for all of those who have lost loved ones due to COVID, including the Harrisons who lost Don's cousin, Randy Williams, this week. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, we don't just come to you with concerns on our hearts, but we also come to you with celebrations. We give thanks for the fact that it's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend where we remember the work that he and so many others did to end racism and social inequality. We recognize that there's still work to do, Lord, but we see the ways in which our lives have changed for the better because of their actions inspire us to act likewise. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, we come to you with the prayers that are on our hearts this day. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We come to you with all of these prayers, O oh Lord, saying the prayer that your Son taught us: Our Father, who art in heaven, Thy king, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning.
4: I come to you on behalf of Dr. King. This is a spiritual about a tantrum. We all have tantrums, even now. As old as we are, we say, ah, just like she said, ah, instead of, uh ah, this song. I cried. That was my tantrum. I cried. I cried and I cried. Well, I cried all night long, yes, I cried, and I cried, until My, my soul just couldn't be contented, my soul just couldn't be contented until, until I found the Lord, well, I prayed and I prayed, yes, prayed all night long, yes, I prayed and I prayed. And I know Dr. King prayed and he prayed on until I found I hope you find contentment. My Lord, your Lord, our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lois. <sighs> Pastor Rachel and I hope you have been worshiping along with us these last months and benefiting from our Focus on the impact of letting God into your life. As that solo said, things will change. Our life journey is improved when we understand ourselves as being more than physical creatures and we seek to maximize that spiritual side of ourselves. Last fall, we talked about setting a course for a better life and highlighted the resources and practices that would help us all become more well-rounded and successful in our lives. Check those sermons out. Crucial in that process was identifying and then fully developing our true spiritual selves. We continued to discover and then emphasize how connecting to God through Christ Jesus helps us in this process. We spent the holiday season focused on the stories behind the story, looking behind the scenes of Jesus' nativity and noticing how it affected those involved. Prominent in all this was the realization that when we let Jesus into our lives, his story shapes our story, illumining our lives and giving it a certain meaning and a purpose. So now as this new year unfolds, Pastor Rachel and I invite you into a time of considering considering what that insight might really mean for you in how you make sense of your life and how you move forward with actually living it. Now is the season of Epiphany. In the church's year of of insight and new ideas of ahas and oh-wows, let us take advantage of this theme and use it for our betterment. Ponder with us. How might your life really change for the better after an encounter with the risen Lord. What would be your hope, your goal for your changed self? As I said, each Sunday we're going to take a look at a couple folk whose lives have been altered by the impact of Christ upon them. And in so doing, invite you all to consider such a strengthening or transformation for yourselves. Today, as we listen to St. Paul, as we look at St. Paul and Dorothy Day, I invite you to listen to today's scripture, which talks about Paul's encounter with Christ.
2: This scripture is from Acts chapter nine, verses three through 11 and 17 through 20. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, who are you Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but get up and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice, but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. For three days he was out without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus called Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, get up and go to the street called Straight. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on (coughs) Saul and said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on your way here has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his eye and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. The word of God for the people
0: of God. Thanks be to God. Yes, thanks be to God. Paul had an experience that resulted in a radical conversion. His life dramatically changed in focus, values, and behavior. Recall that he was a Roman citizen with privileges of the empire. He was reared a Pharisee with a real zeal for the law and the prophets. And actually, he approved of Stephen's stoning. And went on to Damascus to do more of the same. Paul was, I I might want to say, a a traditional observant Jew who got sideswiped by Jesus. In his Jesus encounter, Paul was, was given a vision to see things differently, to see things better new sight about how grace might be God's tool for faithfulness. Now, this was a radical shift of orientation for Paul. And we see in his letters, in the epistles, in the New Testament, and um, as we read about his actions in the book of Acts, we understand how hard Paul worked on trying to understand this shift that was happening in his thinking, and have it make sense to him and to those around him who sought to be in covenant towards righteousness and holiness with God. He was at this task for the rest of his life. Sometimes an encounter with the living Lord upsets everything and points you in a new direction. The old rules or patterns, agreements or plans, they no longer hold sway. They uh, fall away, and you are left feeling a bit adrift, yet somehow the better for it, you know. And a sense of, of redemption, A sense of of new life swells up with this fresh orientation. And it carries the day in your life. And you thank God for this new life. And with the energy of God, you pursue how it might be a better life. For you. Now, Dorothy Day had a different origin story than St. Paul, and as you know, it was about 19 centuries later, yet she too had an encounter with Jesus, a lot less dramatic than Paul's, but it resulted in her life changing significantly. Here's a quick reminder about her life, and perhaps her life maybe has more connecting points to to your life. She was reared in in San Francisco um, in the 20th century by parents who were nominally Christian, though not ones that would take her to church or ones that encouraged her faith. And after the uh, that severe earthquake up in San Francisco, and the response of the faith community in helping traumatized people in San Francisco and in the area, this youngster was drawn to the church, and she emerged herself on her own in Scripture. This resulted in her independent action as a teenager to be baptized and confirmed in an Episcopal church. Uh, But the, the story isn't over. The story is just beginning for Dorothy Day with that. As some years passed, things changed for her. Her young adult years were filled with The social justice activities of a suffragist and a pacifist, and what was called in in those days a bohemian lifestyle. She moved away from any serious faith practices. Social protests, torrid love affairs, and heavy drinking was her lifestyle. And Stritchers describes her as having spent the first part of her life hungry for meaning, for love, for acceptance, for, for peace, and ultimately for God. That sounds right to me. You know, Eugene O'Neill was her drinking buddy. An unwanted pregnancy was ended. She struggled with her faith. Yet, there was something about Jesus that just kept presenting itself to her. She admired his teachings on justice, though yearned for his saving grace. James Martin writes, slowly but surely she came to see herself as one person in a long line of forgiven sinners. A new pregnancy helped her feel washed clean by God and able to start life anew. And in the soil of her gratitude grew the seed of solidly real faith. Having started the Catholic worker movement, day later affiliated with the Benedictines and established a strong reputation for living The faith authentically, amid all the challenges of the changing society around her. Clearly, she was walking her talk, as we like to say, religious piety and social justice hand in hand, like with Jesus. As she rhetorically asked once, is it not possible for a person to be concerned for justice and not be an atheist? You betcha. Aha. Oh, wow. Yeah, those two can go together and should go together. Now, what, what, what do you see here in these two lives? What do you notice in their lives and, and sense might be helpful in your life? Both St. Paul and Dorothy Day experienced Christ in some kind of personal way some kind of personal way that really got their attention and turned them around from being a certain kind of way to becoming in another way in their life. Lifted them up. Set them free. Put imperatives in front of them of how to become. Their Jesus encounters prompted changes in their behaviors. St. Paul, who thought he had it all wired, all figured out, and was even willing in his self-righteousness, in his zeal for the Lord to kill people who saw it differently than him. St. Paul. Aha! Oh, wow, Jesus! You don't want me to be that way? How do you want me to be? Dorothy Day. Figuring that, yeah, social justice is so important because these are my brothers and my sisters. We all are a family of God. But we are a family of God and that faith in God's justice and God's saving grace is important in our lives if we're to find our way towards righteousness, towards real holiness. You can't talk it. You gotta walk it. And as you walk it, you need to be talking about what sets you free to do that walk. People hunger and they thirst to know. St. Paul and Dorothy Day's Jesus encounters prompted changes in their behaviors and rethinking or greater clarity on their life's purposes. Letting Jesus into your life and taking his words seriously can do that to you. As it brings radical change and And though it can be accompanied by difficulties and sacrifices, we see that in both of these lives, it also brings untold goods and great blessings, which we also see in these lives, and I hope you have seen in yours. Aha! Oh, wow. God can do this for you also. God can lift you from the depths or raise you up even higher. If you need a hard stop and a decisive turn, if you need renewed motivation and And a passion for for holiness and righteousness in your life. Invite Jesus in. And follow his lead. In your own way with what God has given you in abilities and in gifts you can embody and then spread the light of Christ through your life, reflecting the truth of redemption for humankind, for each one of us, through the power of sacrificial love and saving grace. Just as was witnessed to in St. Paul and in Dorothy Day. Let the light shine.
4: Aha! Oh, wow.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
1: Come to the time in our worship service where we get to reflect on the sermon, the message, the scripture, and the music that we've heard, and to think about how we just might say, thank you, Jesus, to the one that's offered us new life, transformation, and hope. We will receive the gift of music as we contemplate how we might live our lives differently and how we might give gifts monetarily to help support the continuation of God's ministry in the world. Please join me in a moment of prayer. Almighty God, accept the gifts that we have for you, both of our lives and the gifts that we give to you to continue to build your kingdom. We thank you for those epiphany moments in our lives where we see you more clearly, but maybe we also see ourselves more clearly. Help us to continue to discern the ways in which you're calling us to continue to give thanks to you. In your name we pray. Amen.
3: Ye servants of God, your master proclaim and publish abroad his word.
0: this service has been a blessing to you. You know, for some people, like Paul and Dorothy Day, an encounter with Christ brings a a radical change in life, a conversion that leads to major life transformations. Know that big changes are possible for all of us. And if you are in need of one, through the connection of God with Christ... Offer yourself, open yourself, and let the power of the Spirit affect you. It will do you no harm. Indeed, it will do you some great good. Christ encourages you to invite him into your life and to see what happens. Ah, and oh, Wow. How is God beckoning you to newness in 2022? We look forward to witnessing your epiphany. Let me remind you, virtual coffee hour will be up and going in about five or ten minutes, so check the Zoom number on your Friday announcement from the church. Be safe, stay healthy and know that you are loved. Amen.